Yeah, my name is Rick House. I'm the president and CEO of Reunion Gold. Reunion Gold is a Guyana-focused exploration company with a new discovery at Oco West in Guyana. Oco West is shaping up to be a great deposit in a very mining-friendly jurisdiction and is led by a strong management team. Uh, to date at Oco West, we have outlined a gold mineralized envelope of about two kilometers long and from surface as deep as 575 meters. And we are well-funded and advancing the project as fast as we can. Rick, thank you very much for the introduction. Uh, good to be meeting you. Good to have uh, Reunion Gold with us today. Um, <clears throat> now, when I look at the share prices of most uh, junior companies or most gold companies over the last two years, it's kind of a ski slope that you wouldn't really want to ski down. Um, the Reunion Gold share price has gone the other way. It's gone up, which obviously reflects the... Um, the discovery, the process that you've been involved in, which is a good thing. We know we like that. Your market cap is, you know, up at um, four hundred and fifty million Canadian. But you've only been involved for three months, so you can't take all the glory. And you've tried retiring once, um, or maybe twice. What brought you? What you know? What brought you to Reunion Gold, and why did they appoint you? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew some of the people in Reunion Gold, uh, David Fennell, for sure, the chairman, executive chairman. Uh, so he was keeping me somewhat up to speed on what his activities were in that area. Uh, I had retired back in 2020 from Dundee Precious Metals. Uh, and I was uh, probably discovering whether I wanted to be fully retired or not. And when the call came from David to uh, to come join him at Reunion, I... Uh, you know, I jumped at it once I, I, I got a good look at what he was doing in the country uh, of Guyana and what the discovery was that they had recently at Oco West and really getting to know the board and management team uh, to, to see what kind of a team it was. You're a, a mine builder, you're a mining engineer by background. And, and I, I, when I look through your CEO, I can, um, through your CV, I can see um, work in Bulgaria and Namibia with Dundee. As, as an operations guy, have you come in to, to build a mine here? Well, certainly, I'm sure that was a skill set that the company was looking for uh, to add to the, to the team strength. And uh, that's, that's certainly my background. Um, yeah, I think that bringing that ad, added facet to the company of having track record of building, building mines was part of the thinking behind bringing me on board. Um, and sorry, I said earlier that your the market capitalization is around $450 million Canadian. That's actually your fully diluted market cap when, when all of the warrants and the, um, the options are in. Uh, as of today, you're at about $366 million. I mean, let's, let's just talk about that capitalization, that market capitalization. Um, you've got uh, 100, you, you've got, there's a, there's a large chunk of warrants out there. And you've got, um, what is it, 990 million shares in issue. Uh, and um, what, what's, what's the extra? It's about 200,000, um, 200 million um, warrants, which are outstanding. Does that mean that this company has been around for an awfully long time? You know, is the number of shares just kind of a reflection of the, the, the long history of, of the company? Yeah, that's true. I mean, the company has been around since 2003. Um, so obviously it has, has over periods of time raised capital uh, for various uh, exploration and other activities the, uh, of the company over the course of those 20 years, most of that activity uh, revolving around activity in the Guyana Shield. Almost, I've done, I mean, I've had a look, in, I've had a look at the, um, your warrant table and almost all of them are um, 
in the money. I mean, there, there, there's one tranche which is, which is at uh, 39 cents, um, but you know, you're trading at 37 cents at the moment. So pretty much all of your warrants are in the option, uh, in, in the money at the moment. So um, it's, it's fair to say that the you're, we're going to be using your fully diluted market capitalization as a kind of a as a marker for your overall company value. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yes. And um, th this extraordinary uh, geology, which runs down the east side of your kind of tenement area at uh, Oka West, uh, your most recent uh, drill news release says that block four, uh, which is kind of one of the key parts of uh, that structure has been drilled down to one kilometer's depth with 970 meter below surface. Um, <clears throat> now, when I look at your long section, it seems to me that uh, block four is somewhere between 400 and 600 meters wide, depending on where you look at it. Um, could you describe your plan for uh, block four and the kind of the, the broader trend during the course of 2023? So block block four, yes, is, is certainly where the highest grade uh, portions of the discovery so far have been found. Uh, and we continue to step out from that block four area to expand the strike length and uh, obviously depth as well of, of, of the discovery. So, so we're in a, a phase of exploration where we have, you know, got a good handle on the block four mineralization down to about say 500 meters now. And uh, we've poked a few holes deeper to see if that mineralization trend continues along that structure. And we've confirmed that with the two deep holes that are down close to a kilometer in depth. Um, but the focus will be on really expanding the open pit mineable material uh, along strike uh, and depth uh, to down to the, op the mineable depths of an open pit. So, so that's going to be the 2023 focus. The, the, the block four represents, uh, as you say, about six or 700 meters of that strike length. But when you add blocks five and six and block one, you're, you're close to two kilometers in length. And uh, really, we've found mineralization on almost that entire length now. And that is where we're now moving to expand that, uh, that drilling to, to cover off those areas, uh, not just block four, but blocks five and six and block and block one. When you, when you talk about kind of the minimal depths of an open pit, have you got in, have you, have you started internalizing what that drawdown depth would be? Uh, sir, you know, I mean, pits typically, globally, pits can go quite deep. It's really a, a matter of the economics that determine how deep a pit can go. Uh, so as you get deeper, obviously, and, and depending on the pit slopes, uh, if you have to take more waste in, ultimately, it's how much waste stripping or waste material you have to take for every incremental depth of uh, ore source you, you have. So, so in our case, uh, the grades are good, and the, uh, uh, it looks like we certainly are viable as a pit down to at least that 500-meter depth. Uh, the question will be, what is the optimum pit uh, depth? And that will have to be looked at in a study, uh, which we would do as part of an early preliminary economic assessment of the, of the pit. You haven't put out a resource yet. Are you working towards a... Uh, I mean, will you put out a resource this year to kind of define mineralization within that, let's say, top 500 meters? Yeah, that's correct. We, we, we will uh, continue to drill the step out that I talked about 
really to determine the sort of the mineralized envelope that we're, we're looking at before we finalize a mineral resource estimate. Uh, so that drilling over the next, uh, say, four or five months should be completed. And once that drilling is completed, we'll, we'll then uh, uh, assemble that information and, and, and generate a, a maiden resource estimate. But that envelope that you're targeting, I mean, you won't chase it deeper I mean, on, on kind of um, steeply dipping shoots or plunging shoots. You're, you're, you're effectively looking, you're, you're conceptually saying, let's just put an envelope around an open pit. That's, that's what it is, an envelope around an open pit. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned grades are good. I mean, I know, I, I know it's, it's dangerous to do this without the resource statement, but uh, a lot of your, you, you're getting some uh, good grades and kind of four fives um, up to 10 grams a ton over some thicknesses, and you're getting some wider sections over um, uh, one and two grams per ton. I, I, I think I, I've seen this many times in the past is that when you put a kind of a global resource together, the, the, uh, the average grade tends to uh, settle at the lower end of that range. I mean, have you experienced that in the, in, in the past? Yeah, for sure, the the anomalous higher grades or the, the more less frequent uh, numbers of higher grade intersections certainly tends to have a, a skewed distribution of the uh, of the results and most deposits. So that's not, this one is typical of that as well. So yes, the, the, the final settled grade you know, is going to be at, uh, you know, at the lower end of, 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 of that range. If you're listing just the range of, of intersections, uh, it would be at that lower end. But, but it, it's certainly high enough grade to warrant uh, an economic pit, that's for sure. Uh, Absolutely. And you, you've got the advantage of an uh, intense weathering profile for the, the top 40 or 50 meters, don't you? I, 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 can, I couldn't exactly see what the depth of the satellite um, is, but it's... it's 40 or 50 meters? Was I, yeah, it that? ranges. It, yeah, but on average, it's probably about yeah 60 meters, but it ranges all the way up to 80, even 100 meters in some sections. Um, and that's certainly a big plus for the project. Uh, Saprolites means we can uh, push the material through a, a, a milling process uh, at higher volumes because we don't need as much uh, crushing. Uh, material's already broken. So And... Are you going to be doing so as, as well as kind of getting that envelope and then drilling it with sufficient drill density to be able to declare a resource on that? Um, how much of your exploration budget is going to go on on that envelope uh, analysis? Should we say how much of our exploration drilling, or how much of our? Ex- um, well, I mean, it, um, either in meters or in dollars. I can't. That's what I'm. Uh, so, you know, to fill in, uh, you know, to, to, obviously we, we would want to put as much of that material into inferred category or indica- indicated category as we can. So, you know, the drill spacings will dictate uh, what the uh, what the amount of drilling is. But in the order of uh, 75,000 meters would fill in the envelope that we think is a mineable pit envelope. Uh, with, with sufficient information so that most, if not all, the material would be in the inferred or indicated categories. And uh, am I right in thinking you've got seven seven rigs on site at the moment? We have uh, seven rigs on site. That's right. Two uh, Five diamond drills and two uh, RC drills. Yes. And so how long is it going to take to do that 75,000 meters? Are you talking six or nine months? Or 
Yeah, that's about six months of drilling to do that drilling. That, keep in mind, we 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 we, we say that we 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 will do the drilling to uh, essentially f uh, try to determine the step out dimensions of this envelope first, and then we'll produce a mineral resource estimate in which most of the material will be, uh, you know, captured as, as inferred material. And then if we, we drill further, that 75,000 meters would start to fill that material that's inferred into an indicated category. So, so there are really two stages. The first stage is drilling to get that envelope totally, and it would mostly be inferred material. Uh, and, and the second stage would be to convert that inferred into indicated. So, so the first stage is there's probably another 30 or so thousand meters to drill to complete that first stage of, uh, of drilling. On, on, on top of the 75? Yeah, the second stage is, is, to, is to convert that material into an indicated category, yes. So on top of the 75. So, so 30 to, to, to initially get a handle on the, uh, the amount of material in, in, in I'll say, in, inferred and indicated uh, for a mineral resource estimate, a maiden resource estimate, and the second stage just to fill that in. Uh, okay. Okay. Into um, an indicated category. Yeah, gotcha. In the, in the presentation, the, the, the dating from November on your on your website, there's talk about other targets and other other drilling. Is that do you have one rig kind of on regional targets or other targets? Uh, we're, we're using the scout rigs. Uh, we call scout drilling rigs, which are RC rigs, for sort of uh, targeting uh, areas first. So the initial steps are to drill these uh, RC holes, uh, uh, mostly through the saprolite and then hopefully into hard rock to see what whether the mineralization exists in these areas. And then we follow that up with the deeper diamond drill rigs, uh, the ones that can go down, you know, as deep as a kilometer, uh, to to test those. Uh, deeper into the hard rock zones and confirm what, what we have. So it's, like I said, it's a two-stage process of exploration drilling. First stage is the RC, RC drilling, uh, scout drilling, and the second is the, is the long diamond drill holes. So we have several areas to target in, in, in the property that we're, we're looking at. One is the what's known as the Takatu zone, which is a, a zone that follows a long strike along that uh, shear zone we have, but further south. Uh, to the southern border of our property, and that's about you know three kilometers long. And then we have uh, zones to the west of of the shear that we think have potential as well, and we uh, you know we will be testing those this year as as well. In, in your board meetings, when you talk about uh, strategy for the company, what's the what's the conversation around the potential of the of the block? What's the conversation about? Uh, exit strategies and you know what are you what are you trying to do is it is it um to take to try and get as much into that open pitable resource and drive the value up on that or are you uh playing a not playing but um targeting kind of a potential of the entire block kind of approach i think it's pretty straightforward that we're, we we are trying to outline what that shear zone that we've discovered the mineralization along that shear which is over two kilometers long, what exists along that particular zone. So that's both the, what we call the Karuni zone and the Takatu zone. So it was all the total of six kilometers all along that six kilometer strike. That's the priority uh, is to identify what's there and, and how much of that is economic and, and, and what sort of mineralized envelope would we, would we be able to generate from the drilling. So, and it's not, the priority is certainly open pit 
mineable material first. If there is underground potential, it won't be a priority to drill off the underground potential. At this stage, it's, uh, it's more the priority the drilling off the open pit potential first. Um, and as far as uh, also the regional exploration, it's to find out if, if on that property, anywhere else, are there other potential sources of, of economic mineralization in that, in, in the whole property, which is, you know, uh, 4,000 hectares. So Yeah, what you don't want to do is um, focus on something which isn't the, uh, the, the main resource in a project or indeed sell it and then find out that your person you've sold it to finds the big one next door. Exactly. Um, talking about selling it, I, um, you mentioned that the company started in tw- 2003. And of course, David Fresnel, who's the executive chairman uh, of Reunion Gold, was the f- founder of the company. And so he's been at the helm for 20 years. Is he tired? D- d- does, it, d- does this feel like um, kind of um, the, the exit moment? And you know, have you finally got the asset? You think, all oh, right, now we can sell it. Is, you know, is that the plan? Is it? Is it? Let's define as many ounces, and, and it's yours. I, you know, I think David loves this this business of mining. He's been in it for over forty years. He's uh, been very successful. Has started a number of companies and and sold a number of companies uh, quite successfully. So. You know, I mean, you'd have to speak to him about what his personal sort of strategy is and, and, and his own personal goals. Um, certainly from a board and a company perspective, you know, we're keeping all our options open. Uh, you know, bringing me on board clearly was a message to the markets that, you know, uh, uh, the company also has the ability to build this project if we want. Um, and so it's sort of one of the pathways to value, I would say, that we would call one of the options that are still uh, available to us. And the one that we probably only certain of is is the one that we control, and that certainly is the one where we we go ahead and build it ourselves. Um, but the other options clearly, uh, you know, being taken out, uh, perhaps joint ventures, mergers, and other possibilities. Those are all on the table still, uh, and certainly, you know, uh, you know, there's going to be this company. This is going to get a lot of attraction in the market. Uh, they're very hard to find deposits of this quality. Uh, out there, and particularly this quality, but in good jurisdictions. If you take that combination of a high-quality asset in a good jurisdiction and at large scale, uh, they're few and far between uh, in our industry. So, what do you? You must have benchmarked this. You must see what kind of valuation per ounce um, an open pitable simple metallurgy resource goes for on a dollar per ounce on a transaction level. I mean, um, have you got a figure in mind that you? that you try to benchmark yourself against? Certainly, you can look at Great Bear, you can look at uh, you know that particular transaction that Kinross uh, acquired. They didn't have a resource? <laughs> they didn't even have a resource at that time. Uh, you know, it was perhaps a, uh, you know, something that, that's uh, a benchmark really for, for, for a deposit of high quality and, and, and its potential. Um, yeah, so we have very good understanding of what the what the value of this deposit should be on the basis of the comparables and and looking at what's out there in the market today and and what they're going for uh, and what they're being valued at. And uh, so we're early days. We we don't think we found the end of our our sort of total ounces picture yet. So uh, we're not uh, you know trying to peg a number on it right now. I'm really just focused on on. Uh, making sure we find everything we can find on that property uh, that adds to the total picture of what we have. So uh, I see you've got um, Barrick in there as, um, as an 8% shareholder. 
Um, what, do, do you have a kind of a, a, a in, in fact, let's talk about your shareholder register as, as a whole. You've got uh, Dundee in there at about 17%, uh, Jupiter, which is a UK based uh, investment manager at about 9%, and then Barrick at um, the next largest at 8%. Um, I know you've only been uh, at the helm for a few months, uh, but have you had conversations with them? Um, is, is the shareholder relationship with Dundee active? Is that how you came in? And have you spoken to Barrick? So I certainly am very familiar with Dundee and, and Jonathan Goodman, the uh, uh, CEO of uh, Dundee Corp. Uh, worked with Jonathan over many years at Dundee Precious Metals. Um, so yes, I've spoken to Jonathan for sure. Jonathan was a sort of a big supporter of uh, me jumping into that role here uh, as a shareholder. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's good to have good shareholders and good supporting shareholders, and certainly Dundee's is 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 everything that we could hope for as a as a supporting shareholder. Uh, so Bar Barrick, I haven't spoken to Barrick people yet. I haven't uh, just familiar familiarizing myself with the alliance agreement and uh, and Barrick's intentions behind their investment in in, in uh, the corp the company. But it's always good to have a corporate strategic behind you as well uh, in your investment. Uh, uh, shareholding registry, uh, and so I, I'm pretty sure Barrick's a supportive shareholder for uh, this project to move forward as fast as we can. Can you, can you, um, for the sake of the viewers, just outline how that came about uh, and and the, the, when they became a shareholder? Uh, yeah, I might not have the details 100% right, only because I, I just sort of heard it through the, you know, through my in, in introduction to the company. Uh, is that they did want to, they formed an alliance partnership with the, the company alliance arrangement where any exploration projects would uh, potentially have uh, Barrick choose to uh, participate in with an earning in arrangement where they could ultimately earn into a 50 50 uh, participation on any any discovery projects that, that we had. And um, ultimately, if it went to feasibility and they carried they carry the cost through to feasibility uh, on the project, and then if, if feasibility is completed, they can then move to seventy percent, seventy thirty ownership of that particular project. So that that arrangement, you know, uh, the alliance arrangement is uh, is what I think drove their perhaps equity investment at the same time. And this, but this project is not inside the alliance. It's, it's um, the, the, or, or is it? It, it is not, no, no. Yeah, so so this is 100% held by Reunion. Uh, but the, you've got other That's projects in the alliance with Barrick. That's correct, yeah. Good, 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 good. And um, your cash position, please? So we have uh, currently 44 million on balance sheet as the end of end of the year. Um, so we're still in very good shape uh, to carry out all the work we've got planned for this year. What's your approved um, budget for the year? Have, have you? I mean, is, is that a public figure? Uh, it isn't. We don't typically publish the the budget figure. Um, certainly, we can say that the the planned expenditures that we have that I talked to earlier, the spending on the, the outlining of the resource and on the strike and the exploration activities I talked about. And the uh, advancement to a PEA level study, all of that is uh, funded by this uh, amount of money we have currently on our balance sheet. And um, hopefully you'll have some left over at the end that you won't be gasping for air. Exactly. Now you've had a, you've had a great um, share price run for a couple of um, years. Quite often the, the high watermark for company valuation is when 
uh, they put out their resource. You know, you've you've got the you've got the the envelope. You know, um, is, is that something that you uh, are concerned about? You know, how, how how do you plan to keep driving value once you let's say in the second half of this year you've you've you you capped the growth or the the upside in terms of the the, the volume of mineralized material that you'll um, have design um, kind of um, identified. I mean, we'll continue through the drill bit to to add uh, as many ounces as we can to our to our envelope that we discussed earlier, and and any future discoveries. Obviously, if we find anything else on the property that's worth following up, we'll put uh, drilling uh, focus on those uh, potential areas as well. So. You know, that primary value creation, I think, is in adding ounces to the picture. Um, so we will be, that will be the number one focus. <clears throat> and then uh, de-risking the project, advancing and de-risking the Oakle West project itself. Uh, that'll be the other, you know, the other driver of value. So certainly confirming, crystallizing what we have there in terms of economic uh, mineralization and determining sort of what feasible uh, mining and, and and processing and uh, you know sales distant, uh, process we would have for that particular project. So, uh, have you got a um, oh, have you got a handle those. on um, timing on when perhaps the, we might see a first economic study on this, a preliminary economic analysis? Well, if everything moves along as as the current current plan shows, we would be looking to have uh, the economic study sometime near the end of the year uh, completed end of this year end of 2023 okay oh that that, that that's um that would be great so uh um thank you very much it's been it's been a fascinating introduction and it's been really nice meeting you good luck with the work program ahead i mean it's an exciting time um to just kind of perhaps by way of summary could you talk me through the, the the news flow and the kind of the value steps that you can see delivering to market during the course of 2023 yeah certainly so uh, the key ones will, will certainly be our, our release of drill results uh, as, as we continue to, to step out and, and drill uh, out this shear zone along, along the strike length that we have uh, and, any, and any further discoveries we make uh, through the course of this year. Uh, the other is, is, of course, the, the mineral resource estimate, the maiden resource estimate, which we would target to get out sometime mid, mid this year. Uh, and and the third would would certainly be the the uh, PEA study that we expect to produce towards the end of the year. So those being the key ones, uh, key, key milestones for for this year. Great. Well, onwards and upwards. Thank you very much for your time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Merlin. Bye bye.